0: What? I got a fever. You giving me fever. Fever
1: in the morning. A fever all through the night. Okay folks, welcome to episode 61 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. We are back after our time off <laughs> this is the bob talamini episode uh and before jesse even <laughs> gives me a face or Never heard of him. i make it a face <laughs> uh, it's uh he starting left guard for the uh the super bowl new york jets uh protected Joan ameth uh and his blind side there um eight year all pro for i think like a Houston team before he was a Jet and i think that might have been his only his only year as a, as a Jet but yeah won the Super Bowl with them so uh number 61 uh, i'm Brian Ford here with my co-host Jesse Schneeman. Jesse, how are you? It's been too long. i oh, excellent Brian, thanks for having me on board. I know I'm new here. I'm ready to start my
0: training. Let's go. What the fuck? I'm acting like it's my first day. <laughs> It's a joke. It's not a good joke if you have to explain it. Hi, Brian. I'm great. How oh, holidays were amazing. Um,
1: what did you, what'd you do with your? I mean, we we took a few weeks off. I think we needed it. Uh, it was good for my head, for sure. Yeah, yeah, me um, too. What did uh, what did you do with uh, this this time off? Uh,
0: fam, family, good family time. Uh, spent a little time in the Poconos. Spent a little time with uh, my family and my wife's family. Good food and some bad food. Uh, mm. My dad's wife, lover, her, but poof. Uh, but uh, yeah, good food, good drinks, good company. we were
1: at uh, beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. <laughs> we're on Shawnee Mountain. We're <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're really we're very close to where that uh, Idaho killer got apprehended. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so oh. on that uh, we were there. On that day, not that he was stalking us or anything, but you know, it was just so weird. So, yeah. And, I you know, as I said, I do a little volunteering at mm-hmm. a local men's shelter and a food bank and, you know, hopefully other people out there thinking of those less fortunate than us. And mm-hmm. not to, I don't want to ride that point, but, you know, if you can give a little back, especially time, yeah it's worth oh. something to specific people, you know, these specific people that you're helping.
1: Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I got a lot of rest in, not too much with the fam. Um, Yeah, pretty quiet uh, as far as that goes. And uh, But, you know, saw the four concerts that we were talking about um, before the show, Fish at Madison Square Garden. Sort of like a yearly uh, soul scrubbing ritual for me. Uh, And, uh, you know, making some good changes already at the beginning of of the year, uh, including. uh, So I had seen a new therapist a few weeks ago. So, yeah, things are working out well.
0: See, did they play? What would I have wanted to see? Did they play Fee? There was no fee. Oh, I like that song. What about "Bouncing Around the Room"? That's got to be a crowd favorite.
1: You know it is, and that was like the first song I ever heard by Fish. The one that yeah. really kind of got me into them. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I kind of like this." They did not. They did not play it at that particular set of shows. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. When uh every time. I- I want to introduce someone to fish. That's the first song I play for
1: them. It's a good, it's a good first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, I won't, I don't want to make this like the fish show, but um, (laughs) like the thing with them, like I obviously, you know, I, I I love them, but they have some real stinkers. (laughs) Like they have, they have some songs where I think like, I don't want this to be the first fish song somebody hears because they'll never come back. Right. (laughs) And, and to me, that's different from, so I compare them to the black crows in the sense that like the, I, the Black Crows, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a Black Crow song I can name that like I hate, <laughs> right? You know, but there's no Black Crow song that moves me the way a good fish song moves me. <laughs> now with fish, it's different. They have the peaks are so high, like like moves the needle for me in a spiritual way. But the clunkers are like, ew what are you doing that's a stupid song What'd you write let's that go for? out
0: to dinner and see a movie and
1: that's not even a bad one that i'm thinking of. like that's not even the clunkers i'm thinking of you know what i mean like but uh, you know my friend likes to say like well you know when you take big swings you know yeah it's true. You're gonna, you know you're gonna strike out but um yeah hey, hey I, you know most people know i love the dead and
0: there are some poof you know just put on lazy lightning or uh, Liberty, some of that later stuff in the mm-hmm. '80s got brutal. Yeah. yeah, I love some
1: of the '80s rock booth. I mean, there's a, there's some good songs, but like, yeah. do you remember the the album cover for Go to Heaven?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're wearing like white suits and they're in clouds. Yeah, it's it's real bad. Uh, that's it's that's definitely not, not uh, the dad. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: but West LA Fadeaway was fun.
0: Yeah, was fun uh, that's
1: a good one. That's a good one, yeah. And throwing stones isn't bad. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's yeah. fun life. Yeah. Because the whole crowd, it, you know, starts it, healing it. It really is. Um, so, here's my uh, – before we get in – so, this episode tonight, <laughs> it's going to be about rookie report cards. Um, but do you, do you want to do any news and notes before that? We've got some things floating around. Uh, McVeigh and, and uh, Kingsbury, and, of course, the Texans and Bears and the number one pick and the trading – out of one hundred and one, and all that. Anything worth talking about there for you? We don't know a whole lot yet, so I don't
0: want to get into speculation. Really, mm-hmm. it won't really last. But
1: mm-hmm. um, the McVeigh thing is not definite yet, right? No, it's still just. I mean, the rumor is he told his his coaches to look for jobs, but mm. well, okay. So I I did read a, a rumor that that
0: the the DC would be in line to take over. Um. Which, if true, kind of I kind of makes me less nervous, I guess, because if he stays and keeps all the offensive coaches and you know, I don't know, I guess LaFleur from the Jets is available now. Bring somebody else in that
1: Oh, he is? Know, Did they yeah, fire him already? Mutually
0: oh. agreed to split.
1: Oh, that that must have been pretty like today-ish. I, I read right? it before, just before we came on. Mm. Yeah, it's new because I saw somebody tweet today to say they should do it. And then here it is that they, they did it. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, they didn't outright say he was fired. They said that they had gotten calls on his availability and decided that, uh, you yeah, know, met with him and they decided to part ways, which sounds to me like he got fired and then doing it in a nice way because Sal is good friends
1: with him. A little scapegoaty for Zach Wilson, if you ask me, but.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean,. <laughs> he gave the guy no quarterback i don't see how he, you yeah know, i don't i don't think there was anything wrong with the Jets' scheme this year to be honest
1: that's with. that's what i mean like they're scapegoating lafleur yeah 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 yeah,
0: um, yeah you, you can you, if you don't give the guy a quarterback you can't you know it's hard to judge you know garrett wilson went over a thousand yards in his rookie year there's nothing to sneeze at Brees hall looked like a star before he went out yeah. with so, bad quarterback
1: play right, right so- exactly I do want to say one thing about McVeigh, if you'll allow me to soapbox a little bit. Sure. I'm a member of a, a Facebook group uh, and, and it's the, the title of the group is sarcastic. It's um, it's my dad beat me with a grandfather clock every day and I turned out OK. And it's and <laughs> okay. it's just, all they do is like we, we post memes of like the boomer mindset. You know, it's not an age. It's a mindset. Right. Sure. Right. And so I immediately thought of that when I saw on Twitter today, the Boomer mindset picking on Sean McVay for calling it quits. You know, 36-year-old guy, it gets hard. He won a Super Bowl and now it gets hard and he has a bad year and and now he quits. That's like so millennial, right? Makes you appreciate guys like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Yeah. Not Bill Belichick, but yes, uh, I mean yes, I agree with all of that. Uh, see, that's that, that's that tough guy, like you know, always men don't cry bullshit, no. right? No, what the it guy, is, the guy. Listen, the guy is allowed to make a mental health decision, right? He lost his grandfather, who was really close to his wife's family, is still in Ukraine for crying out loud, which is you know not exactly the greatest. The greatest place to be and if this and, and if the the rigors of being an intensity of being a head coach is getting to a 36 year old he's allowed to make a wellness decision without being called soft i disagree
0: <laughs> and i will say that first of all i'm not a boomer i'm gen x I'm very i very proud. It's a
1: mindset. It's not an age.
0: I have a Gen X mindset, and I'm very proud <laughs> of it. Okay. And that is, you know, I was still brought up in an era where, you know, you, you work until the job's done, right? And I, I was raised with a certain work work ethic. My father is a baby boomer, so yeah, he does have a, a strong work ethic, and so do I. And I expect that out of people in positions of responsibility, okay? So when you- But is
1: that healthy
0: is the question. When, (laughs) for the better of what we do, you know, for the better of society, sometimes it doesn't matter about, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices, right? And I believe that when you accept the head coach position of the Los Angeles Rams, that you're accepting more than a job and something that you want to do. It's not your goals anymore, right? You're accepting a responsibility of millions of people that are depending on you, not for their livelihood, but for the other part of their life, right? What, what, what actually brings them happiness and joy and community. Right. And so I feel as though you have a responsibility as as elected officials do to serve your community and if i'm wrong about that then i apologize to sean mcveigh and his family (laughs) and i wish him well
1: yeah but that's just how i see it yeah we'll just have to i guess we just just agree like for me like he owes nobody anything if he was he owes himself his health if he was the ball boy i would wish him well okay
0: I mean, I do wish him well either way. I don't wish him any harm. <laughs> but if he was the ball boy, you're I not the care. ball boy. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, if you're
0: in a position of power, you, you you have to put other people's mental health above your own sometimes, depending on how bad it really is.
1: I don't know. I'm not of his head. Well, I don't know if there's a, any easy segue to let's do rookie report cards. <laughs> So um Tough love, man. Sorry. It's all right. No, it's it's we're just we're just we just approach it two different ways. That's all. Um, so the 2022 rookie class, we were told that it's kind of a down class, especially because it was kind of sandwiched between a good class, you know, thought of at least in 2021. And what we are seeing or hoping or have been told for a long time is a good class in 2023. And I'll tell you what, folks, um, I, I have rookie fever. Jesse's rookie fever is even more intense. He already wanted to talk about 2023 rookies.
0: I I'm said, watching. I'm watching running back tape.
1: I said we kind of got to <laughs> do at least a little bit of like a you know year end kind of recappy thing. So we we kind of compromised on on uh, on let's talk about the the rookies from this class and 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 how they did. And so because I'm corny and cheesy, uh, we're gonna use a uh, a rating of zero flame emojis to five, um, you know, in line with the Dynasty Fever logo, as far as, um, you know, how these rookies did and, and what we might be thinking about them moving forward. Uh, we're we're going to do them positionally. We'll, we'll do uh, each of the four uh, positions. We'll, we'll talk about a few guys. And then we'll kind of wrap things up and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to uh, the offseason when we have a, a lot of good stuff coming up for you, um, including a lot of that rookie Ricky Fever stuff. Um, all right. So, uh, what position do you want to do first? Uh, wide receiver. All right. Let's do wide receivers first. Want to? Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm really jacked on these wide receivers. So, yes, I would love to. Let's do it. All right.
0: Just gonna find my list. I mean, I know Garrett Wilson's on my list, so we'll start with him. Mm-hmm. Um, what a stud! This guy is five five flame emojis for me. All right. I mean, I think. We're looking at the next – I mean, he's somewhere between the Slim Reaper and Justin Jefferson to me as far as what he's going to be in the NFL. But, I mean, top this This guy's got top 12 written all over him. You get him a quarterback, a decent quarterback. He doesn't even have to be a stud. Get him Derek Carr, this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got 1,400 yards, 90 catches, you know – 13, 14 touchdowns written all over him. He's, he's quick. He's fast. He's electric. He's great with the ball in his hands. He's a separator. He's got excellent hands. Um, I just love everything about him.
1: Yeah. The most impressive thing to me is, is what you said, like, you know, by, by implication is he did all this with the best quarterback that he had all year was Mike White. Yeah. You know, and and he still i think it was what was it 996 as far as where he ended with yards and 83
0: uh, catches 1103 yeah. yards
1: oh he, he broke a thousand okay mm-hmm. maybe i'm thinking of somebody different Yeah, and
0: four touchdowns mm-hmm. so oh. you know the touchdowns will come
1: yeah the touchdowns will come when the quarterback and the offense come yeah absolutely
0: yeah the the line is is really looking good i mean it, it, it's all they really need is is the quarterback to be honest with you just like i said just Get me at least Derek Carr level over there, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm and real happy. He was, he was
1: uh, wide receiver 21 in
0: standard MPPS. That's, that's a, a
1: guy who um, people are kind of like you know. Do do you, are you familiar with the term that the young people use or they used to use called shipping? I ship them like when there's two people or mm-hmm. who look cute, you want them in a relationship. You're like, oh, I ship those two. Like I want them to be in a relationship. No. Chip As far oh, as okay. Like, relationship, yeah. okay, no, no, no. no that's... There's, there's a lot of people shipping uh, Car and, and and the Jets. Um, they think it's a, they think it's a good fit. So, mm. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I guess I'll do uh, one. I mean, the thing about Wilson too is I, I kept wanting to say, okay, like I'm usually slow to raise rookies up the rankings. He's got you know crappy quarterback play, but there was like no reason to like not keep pushing him up. Like he just. Mm everything that you said, you know, plus one, absolutely. He's, he's already, you know, you'll probably laugh, but he's already like, and, and he's already dynasty wide receiver seven for me. So wow. I'm on board for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, I was pushing, I was pushing Minshew to the jets uh, before the holidays and uh, looked good after the first game. And then you rooked me in a trade and then uh, he, he shit himself all over the field. It, it, it literally like, like his socks were squishy. It was so, yeah. Good.
1: He didn't look so good that second game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't look like the guy who's a free agent and might get a starting job when the carousel stops.
0: Right. He, he kind of, kind of changed my mind because mm. you should look better in, in a sec, in the second game or at least as good. You shouldn't, it shouldn't fall apart for you. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's second year in the system for him. So, you know, like, none of this is new to him. Mm. He had all his weapons. Mm.
1: Anyway. What right.
0: Yeah. So, but, you know, back to Garrett Wilson, uh, wheels up. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely earned the the 103 pick where I was taking him this year. Yep. And I got him a lot. I got him a lot of places because I had him at the 103 and then he'd fall to wherever I was, you know, four, five, six. Seven, mm-hmm.
1: and one of the guys that was kind of pushing him down is my first guy uh and that's Traylon Burks drafted 18th overall uh by the the Tennessee Titans obviously the A.J. Brown trade uh and all that I'm gonna give him three and a half flakes um I think he started off you know the preseason with that asthma stuff and some buzz about some other you know bad intangibles um but uh, and then he was hurt for a chunk of the year. You know, I think he only wound up playing on 11 games or something like that. But um, so we didn't really see a normal rookie season from him. And I, and I kind of want to factor that in that, like, you know, I'm not that I'm giving him a complete pass, but it is what it is, right? Like Brian Robinson was shot. We didn't see a normal rookie season from him, right? Like, right. you know, um, so, uh, but he did flash uh, some good play. Uh, he averaged 13 and a half yards per reception, Uh, There was a couple metrics I remember that like really liked him too. Like um, Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't showing up in the box score, but like, um, you know, like yak per reception and things like that. He was yards
0: yards per target is, is pretty good at 8.22 and yards per catch at Mm -hmm. 13.45 is really good.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, he's still going to be a secondary part of the Derrick Henry show as long as Derrick Henry's there. And he's going to be limited by the quarterback play. I mean, he had quarterback injuries and bad play this year. Um, In the foreseeable future, his quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Joshua Dobbs, right? So I want to get excited about Traylon Burks because I want to say, like, I saw him as a raw project before um, uh, the draft and was kind of – he slipped from, like, my wide receiver two in, like, I don't know, like months before the draft to, like, my six or seven at one point, right? going into the draft, so I want to say like, oh yeah, you know, he 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 went back up, and I really do like him, and you know, the people who were taking him, you know, 103 ahead of Garrett Wilson or like 104, like, you know, that, you know, maybe they've got an, I just, but I can't get too excited about him with the production I've seen so far, and the quarterbacks he has, right? So, um, he's got alpha like, you know, profile, alpha upside, but Um, I can't get too, too excited about him. I know some people have already pushed him up into like their top 12. I've got him at dynasty wide receiver, 18, three and a half flames. Yeah. I, I
0: thought he really showed out um, in a couple games this year and just, he surprised me a bit. I'll I'll say that I, I was, I was a little skeptical of him this year. I I did end up with a few shares because the, the size and speed and strength really look good so you know at least if he's this really raw project maybe he turns into something but he actually showed right away that he's he's definitely got that dog where he can he can outmuscle a guy for the ball in in a lot of situations and um seems to understand zone pretty well and has speed and can um you know he's not AJ Brown which i th- it will always be compared to AJ Brown for the rest of his career now because mm-hmm of the trades. He's not A.G. Brown, but he's got some of that same type of dog in him. Um, and it just, I was surprised that he flashed that quickly. And I, I like Traylon so Burks three and a half might be a little hefty. I might give him three, whereas I was probably two before the season started. Uh, but the quarterback stuff doesn't really bother me because we're about to hit an off season and, the NFL is showing now that their offseason is, you know, it's it's pretty much as exciting as any other league. You know, a lot of trades and a lot of movement and the quarterback carousel, as they call it. Who the hell knows uh, who the three quarterbacks are going to be on their roster when the season starts? Mm-hmm. So I I am in, in this situation, I like the talent, so I'm, I'm willing to just cross my
1: fingers at quarterback, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm low on him as at 18?
0: 18? I don't have ranks in front of me, but it right sounds in. it sounds pretty good. No, I don't I'm think in you're between,
1: low. I'm between Godman, Godwin and Pittman.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I mean Godman, Godwin is is a similar type of player, actually. Um <clears throat> a lot older injury history, a lot of quarterback questions there too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that that, that sounds about right. Pittman, if Pittman gets a quarterback, though, I could see him being borderline, you know, top 12, 13, 14. People love him.
1: Yeah. And, and that's kind of why he's in that, you know, cluster for me yeah. is because of, you know, Ronnie Tannehill for Burks, Matt Ryan for, and now who knows for Pittman. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. We don't even, we haven't even know who, who the coach is going to be.
1: I'm loving Devonta Smith though. Oh yeah, big. Are you rise. kidding me? Yeah, I, I love. him. I think I'm low on him at 16. Like I, I'm ready to like. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to just let's 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 roll. Yeah, he's is, somewhere
0: like, around 11 or 12 for me.
1: Slim Reaper, say, baby. Just people say like him. you know like he you know he spiked with with Goddard out, and we didn't see too much of Goddard back to like compare. But I think they saw like, hmm, you know he can be a bigger piece of this offense, you know? So yeah. maybe we don't need as much Goddard as we thought we did, which I don't think is good for Goddard, but you know, we'll see. It's a good offense. So that enough people can eat, you know,
0: it, it it's going to more depend on the de- defense they're playing and, and what the defense is given them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I see it as Devontae Smith is always open because he roasts people and he's always just alone. There's nobody around him. And AJ Brown's always open because it doesn't matter who's standing around him. It's his ball. He's open. You can you can be hugging him
1: and he's open. <laughs> and Jesse wants to hug AJ yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Give gave him a lot of happiness uh, this year. Who's your next wide receiver? uh um, Olave. I have oh, right Alave. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is
0: the first pair of wide receivers from the same college to be over a thousand yards since damn i wish i knew the end of that st- sentence i thought it was going to come to me before i ended it and it didn't but it's been a long time anyway and i i love this guy it's very similar numbers actually 77 for 1042 uh four touchdowns uh 14.47 yards per catch so has shown his speed big playability. Uh, you know, they're both around the same size, very similar games. Mm-hmm. Olave is so smooth with those hands, man. He's just, he's, both of these guys are going to be top five wide
1: receivers in a couple of years. Let me, a question for you. Both of them excelled with me at quarterback. Right? Yeah. Um, Olave though, kind of at least numbers wise, tailed off a little bit. Toward mm-hmm. the end of the year. Whereas I think Wilson like pretty much stayed the same or got better really as the year went on any concern there at all or. No, the, the no, nah. other- nah,
0: their, their offense was a complete mess. Yeah. Did, did they actually start at, Oh, did they actually play a whole game with Taysom Hill quarterback? I don't think a whole game. No, <laughs> but I'm not sure if they actually, I, I heard that they, they were talking about it. I don't know if they actually – I haven't watched the Saints games in a couple yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was rough. Like, I, I remember, like, doing DFS, you know, and toward the end of the year, like, they had, like, some of the lowest, you know, team-implied totals on the entire slate, you know, because their I mean, offense was just terrible. But, yeah. Yeah, so it's no, an I, absolute uh,
0: disaster uh, there. Hopefully yeah. hopefully, they can get some compensation for Sean Payton to get a first-round pick because
1: they gave it to the Eagles. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, going into the, the the draft and I think even really coming out of it too, I kind of said, okay, for me, at least there's this big tier that is somewhat interchangeable with uh, Jamo Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson and um, Drake London, Drake London. Right. Mm-hmm. But with Drake London, I think toward the bottom of that tier.
0: Yeah. you know, I was the same. Yeah. Same way. Um, back and now, i went back and forth
1: and, with all these guys yeah. and now we have two of those you know that you're you're looking to to highlight here you know uh, and london went over 100 targets and looked a little better even with someone as bad as desmond ritter at quarterback it'd be interesting to see how how you know this class turn turns out you know move, moving forward through the years how that cluster of like four or five six guys throw in dots and pickings right like yeah. You know, how, how they how they look because christian was gonna, watson was gonna end up being a good class
0: it, it looks like a great class right now and like you don't have a lot of busts in fact i can't can you pick one out from the first round
1: first round no but it was but that's a super segue for my next guy at zero flames Jalen tolbert um so Jalen tolbert mm. um drafted in the late third round 88th overall right? I'm giving him a zero flames total bust rating. Strange, very strange, right? So going into the draft, uh, the the idea with him was like, okay, he's at a small school. He's going to need to like refine his route running. He's got some concentration drops, but a lot of the traits that you want are there. He's moldable, right?
0: And then seen seen as as somebody that could step on the field and fill in for Gallup
1: right away. Right. And then, and then he, he gets that opportunity. Well, supposedly where, you know, Gallup is hurt and you think, okay, he's going to get a, he's going to get a chance to shine. Buried. Buried. Right. He was, he was a uh, very often a healthy scratch and continued to be like, and, and the thing mm-hmm. is, it was weird. Like we didn't hear really why, in fact, all I saw was a couple of good quotes about how he's making strides in practice in total but- this year. He played eight games, three targets, two catches for 12
0: yards. I didn't team, even know he had those two catches. I mean, he didn't even get any silly season run,
1: you know, at the end of the year. The team used Noah Brown instead of him. They signed T.Y. Hilton instead of using him. The he's ghost called, of T.Y. Hilton. He's sure. already going to be 24 next month, by the way. Uh, you know, brighter yeah. days may be ahead, but I mean, because because it can only go up from here. But Dallas, um, I'm sorry, go on. That's right. Next year is Gallup's second year after the ACL, right? So, you know, he could now, you know, bounce back a little bit more. He, he, Tolbert could easily be hurt by, by them drafting a wide receiver over him because they've Mm. got no real commitment to him, right? Um, Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you have to hold stash if, if you have him, or really, if you have the depth, you can really probably even, even drop him. I mean, I wouldn't drop him. He's like a a low cost dart in, in a startup, like toward the end of the, of, but I could even see, like, a small roster lead with, like, 24 players, something like that, where he doesn't even get drafted in a startup, right? right. Yeah, I'm true. still holding out hope just based on the fact that, like, he was in a lot of people's top, like, 8 to 12 wide receiver, you know, ranked going into the draft. And so I've got him at wide receiver 88. I'm not dropping him anywhere, but I don't really have any juggernaut teams where that's, like, a an option. So, but, yeah, zero flames. Jalen Tolbert, really weird one this year. Really frustrating. Given how badly... They they
0: they seem to need wide receiver help. You know, they ran through the the mill of these old guys. Like you said, the ghost of T. Y. Hilton, uh, you know, O Smell Beckham, they were flirting with, and he's obviously not healthy. Um, I mean it given all these other options they were they were trying to explore, it's obvious that there's something wrong with Tolbert. I mean If you listen to the analytics guys, this is really, really, really bad. As far as his prospects of ever really being a starting uh, Mm -hmm. fantasy wide receiver. You know, he may get to the point where he's some kind of fill in flex for you. As far as like what the metrics say, a zero first season where he wasn't even hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just couldn't get on the field. It, it speaks very, very, very poorly. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a half flame just because I'm not cutting him. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd take any kind of third for him.
1: And I think he was worth talking about, you know, because it's such a weird story, but also because I think it's somewhat of a cautionary tale, or at least a reminder that, mm. like, you know, um, late date two, you know, draft capital, and you know, mid second round you know, a uh, rookie draft, you know, 10th wide receiver off the board can be a total bust. Yeah. Older, you know? bro- older <laughs> prospects, small <laughs> like, school. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so like, I'm trying to like, think of like a direct comparison this year. Like I was going to say maybe, you know, because it's a smaller school, Rashi Rice, but I kind of, I, I, I like him more than I like Tolbert, I think, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, but it, it, there's going to be a guy, you know, this year who, you know, I mean, it just reminds you that like, those mid second round rookie picks, you know, that hit rate. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, I haven't done the the the
0: tape on wide receivers yet this year. A little bit of Jordan Addison, but I'm not loving what I'm seeing. A lot of before. small guys. Yeah, a lot of well, there are there is a handful of big guys too. Yeah.
1: But and as far as the big guys go, I like the lower cost ones. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm intrigued by Xavier Hutchinson, Xavier Hutchinson. I was just about to say that, but like, I, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm nervous about QJ. So
0: me too. So,
1: yeah. Did he, I didn't get
0: to see a lot of the champion national championship game, but he had what, one catch for five yards or something. Yeah.
1: he was pretty much shut down by, by uh, I don't get defensive players. Right. But like the name was Ringo. I think. Ringo. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Johnny Ringo.
1: Johnny Ringo. That sounds like a comic book, like character. I'm Johnny Ringo.
0: Uh, no, you know who it is. You know who Johnny Ringo is.
1: It's a Mike Scott character.
0: No. I'm your I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, you want to play for Blood? That's just my game. Tombstone.
1: Oh, he's a is, is Johnny Ringo a character in Tombstone?
0: Yeah, he's the
1: oh oh he's
0: the one that keeps calling Val Kilmer Lunger. Oh no, hey Lunger. Yeah. And then at the end, um, he shows up instead of Wyatt Earp and kills him. Oh, between the eyes. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Tombstone. If You haven't seen Tombstone by at this point. <laughs>
1: I haven't.
0: <I> oh, <laughs> uh, really, obviously I you haven't, man. I'm They're throwing right. out
1: golden lines at you. They're oh. bouncing off of you. Everybody, everybody talks about the the Huckleberry line, and I'm like, right. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. I don't even know what it means. Um, yeah. Well, you're
0: no Daisy at all. Mm. I imagine not.
1: <laughs> right on. So, uh, where were we, Tolbert? <laughs> uh, we were we were nervous about QJ because of Johnny Ringo. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just nervous about him in general. I'm not. Yeah. Sure that. Yeah. He's. I mean, some people are saying he's like a top five NFL pick. I, I heard that.
1: I mean at the moment, like you see that as far as like mocks go, he's he's up there.
0: If that happens, I don't know. I mean, I guess I have to kind of I haven't done I I haven't done the work on him yet. So I guess I can't really. But can we talk about Jahan Dotson? Somebody Please. that's not a bust, uh, like a let's. second round hit. Let's, let's. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to some if you listen to people that went to Penn State, this guy he's this he's the second coming of Christ. Right, yeah, yeah. My my father, the Penn State, and constantly, like, Christmas, spent Christmas telling everyone how he's better than Devonta Smith, and we're Eagles fans in this house, in, in his house. He's an Eagles fan, and he's just yelling about Jahan Dotson constantly. Anyway, it's for good reason. Smooth hands just destroys people. He's just. Another guy, he's a little smaller than the other guys we were talking about. Sure. A couple inches shorter, but do, didn't seem to really hurt him in the red zone at all. Um, has a knack for getting open in, in short areas as as well as down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, just another guy in this mold of this, this thin, um, smooth, great hands, and just will torch you. Kind of, you know, in the Garrett Wilson, Alave, Devontae Smith kind of mold. Um, I just I I love this type of receiver now because I'm seeing it have so much success. Kind of reminds me of I guess Reggie Wayne back in the day. Okay. Corey Holt, you know, just really, really good, super, super refined number two receivers that are so good at being number two receivers, they're number one receivers. Mm. Does that make any sense? I think so. Yeah. So good at their craft. These guys, some of these guys coming out, Um, like I mentioned his name earlier, Jordan Addison is, is in that mold to me from what I can see. Mm -hmm. really like him. Uh, But yeah, back to, back to Dotson, Um, you know, some of his numbers are propped up by his seven touchdowns. Um, In fact, my apology, let's go through the numbers on Dotson. He missed some games. So the counting numbers um, aren't great. But in 12 games, 41 targets, 35 receptions, 533, and seven touchdowns. Obviously, this is with subpar quarterback play. You got the Tin Man, you got Heineken. Uh, Did they try somebody else at some? Oh, Sam Howell. You know, actually, didn't look awful. I guess, but nobody's nobody's elevating the wide receiver game. Even Mc- McLaurin looked terrible. At, well, he didn't look terrible, but his numbers looked terrible at the beginning of the year because of the quarterback play. So, yet another team that we just beg for them to get a decent quarterback. Yeah, what's going to take? So there
1: aren't enough quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks, for all of these teams to get one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and also too, I think he he suffered a little bit because. Heineke was hyper fixated on, on McLaurin when he was quarterback. Yeah. Um, like he just McLaurin's target share with, with Heineke was like through the roof. Right. So uh, that, that also I think hurt, hurt Johnson's yeah. numbers, but with the other QBs, you know. Yeah.
0: Dotson bounced back at the end of the year when mm-hmm. Wentz came back in.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I've, I mean, it's just that, that also that, that offense isn't, isn't
1: efficient enough to support two targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus plus they run the ball. I think you know, for me, T Mac is. I I I think for me, as far as like rankings go, Mm -hmm. Dotson's passed over TMC. It's like, you know, if I'm looking at it from a dynasty perspective, yeah, it's like I think, you know, Mm -hmm. McLaurin's McLaurin. He's he is what he is. Like we keep saying, he's got this great whatever, and you know, he just gets a good quarterback blah blah blah. But I don't know. I think
0: uh, I, I, no, I, I, think I, I think he's a better receiver than that. I think I think if Terry McLaurin had a had a league average quarterback, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, that he'd be borderline.
1: I mean, he may one. be a better wide receiver at this moment. But if I'm looking at investing two or three years in a guy,
0: he's still young,
1: dogs, though. Yeah, give
0: me I mean, What's TMC?
1: 25, 26 I think he's already twenty seven by now. It's still young. <laughs> Still young for a receiver. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Dotson drafted 16th overall. People forget that, right? You know, like he was highly regarded. Um, Terry McLaurin
0: is 27. Damn.
1: Many moons ago, I was scoffed at for daring to have Jahan Dotson ahead of Mike Williams in my dynasty wide receiver rankings. What do you think about that now?
0: I'm sorry, one more time? You were scoffed at for...
1: Having Dotson ahead of Mike Williams in my dynasty wide receiver rankings. What do you think about it now? Mom. Mm. (sighs) Yeah,
0: Mike Williams was good this year. He just got hurt. He was better than Dotson. So, I mean, he's older. I mean, I I wouldn't have scoffed at you for it. Did I scoff at you? You scoffed. I scoffed at you? Yeah. You know, things change. I don't I'm, I'm trying to think whether Dotson, I have Dotson above Mike Williams or not. I they're
1: probably I, in the same neighborhood. Um, by the way, NFL mockjaff uh database, um Quentin Johnson twelfth to the Texans. And right now that that um hmm. sort of consensus percentage is fifty-two percent, which for this time in the draft cycle is actually kind of high relative to some of these other. Folks, I don't know. can I? Well, no. I'm sorry. They, they uh, also have uh, they also have your your Eagles, uh getting Bijan at ten, which I know. I would so I would like, have traded Dotson for Mike Williams at the end of the year if I was in a contender. Still, this year I would have at the end of this year. Yes. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. But I, th- uh, I I think it's pretty fair trade. Um, Rashid rather- Shahid, three and a half flames. Oh, right. Undrafted. Oh, that, f- that's in four flames for me. Please. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I think that's fair. I think it's very fair. Yeah. Uh, three and a half flames for Rashid Shahid, an undrafted free agent, uh, no. carved out a role for himself and earned targets as the year went on. Uh, flashed well uh, as you know a boom bus high upside kind of weapon with a quarterback named Andy freaking Dalton. Um, and, you know, depending on how things fall with, you know, the ghost of Jarvis Landry and who knows what's happening with Michael Thomas, et cetera, et cetera, you know, uh, Trey Cohen Smith and Marquez Calloway haven't done anything for me. Deontay Hardy, I mean, like this, you know, he's might be stepping into a wide receiver two or three role. Um, you know, the team doesn't have a whole lot of capital to really, you know, draft a lot of, you know, wide receivers ahead of them. Uh, and, you know, we didn't expect that for a UDFA from Weber freaking state, you know, so yeah. that's why I'm giving them, you know, uh, three, three and a half flames. Um, there's uncertainty there around the quarterback, the overall offensive potency, Kamara's suspension, what's happening with Michael's uh, Thomas that um, his cap hit goes up to over 59 million in 2024. Good Lord. Yeah uh you know the the saints have been like you know cap hell shell game you know for a while now and at some point they're gonna have to pay the piper uh so you know he could be bumped down the depth chart but you know i mean they don't have a whole lot of i think they have like a, a second a third two fifths and a seventh or something like that like they don't have a whole lot of picks to be messing around with them so you know, I think given given what we expected out of him and nobody even really heard of him, Uh, you know, three and a half, uh, three and a half flames, um, limited ceiling. You know, he's not like the most talented guy in the world. But, um, you know, uh, we, we saw what Olave, you know, could do with a media quarterback. We saw what he could do with a media quarterback. Yeah. I'm a wide receiver, 77. I'm not, you know, in love with him, but I think he's worth talking about because, you know, he's a guy who. You know, might be on waiver wires somewhere for somebody. Might be a throw-in in a trade. Might be, you know, a, a value in, in a startup that like not a lot of people are, are looking at. You know, so yeah,
0: Rashid Shahid. Yeah, I've gotten him as a throw-in a couple times, and trades. Uh, I was a little late to the party to get him off waivers, but I got him as a throw-in a couple times. I like him. Yeah, definitely a good dart throw.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, especially if yeah, the just a reminder to always look at your scoring systems. Some leagues have, some leagues give bonuses for uh, longer
1: plays, longer receptions, longer touchdowns. So I'm doing my off-seasons. I'm doing my off-season spreadsheet, and one of the, um, you saw it. One of the columns is like scoring stuff that might be different from typical. And I'm realizing in a couple of these leagues, like, oh, w- we have bonuses for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that oh, might that might change, you know, my approach here and there. Yeah. You know? so,
0: yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of leagues where I'm more apt to go with a Gabe Davis type if I get a bonus for a long play.
1: Uh, who's your uh, fourth and final wide receiver? Oh. <laughs> it's George Pickens, by the way. It's just, thank you.
0: <laughs> Not rusty at all. <laughs> George Pickens. Yeah, so I'm going to give George Pickens a solid three Flames. Okay. All right. Uh, I feel like the community as a whole is sort of cooled on him as well, and probably because of the quarterback play. Um, I have reason to believe that the quarterback play will get better um, because I think they'll improve their line. Just the second year for a quarterback, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully puts in the time. Uh, you know, puts his hands in a stretcher. <laughs> a little bigger <laughs> yeah i mean obviously the hands didn't really play a factor but, yeah. but uh you know I, I don't think pickett was terrible and he obviously has a nice uh you know he always get has a nice chemistry with pickens pickens obviously showed the amazing catchability he made one of the probably top two catches of the season that and the justin jefferson one-handed catch mm-hmm. um so you know that that catch reminded me of the Odell Beckham crazy catch. His
1: rookie, year. that was his rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't? Maybe, probably. I don't Everybody know knows it. the catch, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he. But let's face it. Come on, nothing like the David Tyree catch. Either of them
0: <laughs> with the the face mask.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> a helmet or something. In helmet. The Super catch, Bowl. Yeah. yeah. God, he milked the shit out of that one. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wrote a book. Literally called not just a catcher. Nice. Good for him, like man. David Tyree story or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: But he's, he's got good speed and he's obviously got tremendous hands and ball skills. Uh, I guess my question with him long-term is he, is he really ever going to develop into the alpha that some people think he is? Hmm. Um, I don't know that his long speed and um separation is going to be enough i don't know we'll see
1: he's Let me ask you about i'm sorry it takes
0: us it, it just takes takes a really special player to be able to to be like a super alpha in that mold you know you got to be D-Hop or, or aj brown so it's possible but does that's a really high projection and i just feel like if he doesn't hit that projection then he falls quite a bit lower Right, because he doesn't have other parts of his game to fall back on. If that part of his game is an elite, then how far does it take him? You know, I, I do think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the league. I just question whether he's going to be elite. And I I feel like the – yeah, like I said, I feel like the community's come come back to me on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've offered him for some young running backs and been laughed at recently, so mm-hmm. – Kind of surprised me.
1: Yeah, there was a. I mean, there was a, a couple of spikes there. Um, yeah, like, there was like some uh, a lot of preseason mm. buzz. He was like, you know, and that the yeah, I mean, people,
0: you probably could have gotten to first for him.
1: People were giving him first for him. I was like, so you you mentioned separation, and you also love when people use numbers. So um, let me. Uh, someone was looking at contested catch percentages, right? Okay, And something about like, I think,
0: which is subjective, but
1: gone 55% of his or something or other, uh, targets were contested anyway, like he had a lot, he, he found himself in a lot of contested catch situations. This person's assertion was that it was such a high rate. And like the only person with that higher rate was with like, however many targets was Alec Pierce. Right. And the assertion was that like, that means Pickens doesn't get open. And mm-hmm. to me, like, I'm like, well, there are other factors too. Like a good DB can contest a catch and a poorly thrown ball can make a contested catch. Or am I wrong?
0: True. No, that's true. And um, just a, a quarterback's willing, willingness to throw it up to him can make
1: a contested yeah. catch. Mm-hmm. If, if, sure. the,
0: if the quarterback knows that this guy like has confidence that this this guy's going to come down with it, even if he's not open, you know, that that's, that's the whole Kenny Galladay thing, right? That's why I feel like he has developed, he has just withered into nothingness in New York because that's who he is. He's, he's never going to be open. You have to just trust him to get the ball and throw it up to him. And dimes won't do that. Mm. Right. So that definitely plays factor especially in this situation where, like I said, they have that chemistry and I believe the pick is pick picket is willing to throw it up to them.
1: Do you want to move to quarterbacks then Segway. All right. So uh, when I asked, <laughs> when I asked uh, Jesse, um, uh, what 2022 quarterbacks he wanted to uh, talk about, uh, he said they're all garbage. So um, I'm going to take it upon myself to talk about uh, a couple Um Kenny Pickett drafted twentieth uh, overall uh, to uh, the Steelers. Um, three flames. Um, wow, I'm, on, I'm under no illusion. He was mediocre. Are um, you on his payroll? Oh please. Um, he did flash some some good throws here or there, and I think what what people, I think it's hard. I think he was okay at what they asked him to do, right? And that's not exactly sexy, right? Well, why didn't they ask him to do more? Well, um, that could be him. It could be he's he's a rookie, he's still developing. It could be that you know Matt Canada mm. isn't really all that spicy, sexy, and creative with an offense. That's uh, a good point.
0: That's a really good point.
1: You know, and but the, here's the thing though: he's under contract for 2023. Now, Tomlin didn't commit to him in the end-of-season press conference, but he's under contract. So it might be (laughs) one of these things where he's the OC, but, like, there's a play caller who's different, you know, and maybe, you know, uh, and as you say, uh, the offensive line, you know, continue to improve. Najee seemed a little better towards the end of the year. Mm. Um, You know, as you said, just second year, uh, you know, uh, quarterback developing more. More chemistry, you know, works is going to spend all offseason, you know, I don't know, you know, with, you know, George Pickens eating breakfast together or, or whatever, you know, uh, he's my quarterback 20, you know, he's going to use a, you know, quarterback two slash three in your, in your super flex team. I'm not saying he's anything great, but I'm saying, you know, uh, three flames. Yeah. I would say two personally. Okay.
0: Uh, because I think he's, he's been below average. So that's how I feel about him. I, I, I agree all of these chances to, to improve. Love to see Le Flair there, huh?
1: Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, with,
0: with Pickett. I, I really think that that Canada has a lot to do. That is a really good point, but um, like I said, he's a two, I hope he gets better. Um, that's, that's, I don't have a lot more with him,
1: but but like, I, I, I'm totally down with that, but it's like going into it. We didn't say we were expecting Sure. Yeah, we said if this guy can carve out a Derek Carr career.
0: Yeah, I was hoping he would be Mac Jones and Mac Jones' you know rookie mean? year. You know, so yeah, like I,
1: know. I
0: I will say where I have him, I have about a bunch of league, a bunch of teams because I, I had him like one ten and he kept falling to one ten. So I kept thinking him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um he he I have him as my hopefully he'll be my third quarterback kind of guy. Yeah, and if I'm that's not saying what I'm happens sure. then yeah, if, if 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 he turns into a good dynasty third quarterback,
1: then he's useful and he's worth the late first. So I have him as 20. So ostensibly he's in the top 24. It means he's a back end QB two on somebody's team. Right. Like it's you know the worst QB two in the if the draft you know falls evenly that way. But for me personally, I'm not comfortable with him in my super flex spot every week. Right. Mm-hmm. So I may have him as 20. But I'm not, he's not going to be my QB2. Like yeah. I'm not going to be the guy stuck with Pickett as my QB2. See what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So the other guy I want to talk about, he's so purdy. Um I, I'm sorry, I but I he was a rookie. I'm giving, I'm giving Brock Purdy five fucking blames. Right. And here's why. Like he went from Mr. Irrelevant mm. to a quarterback guiding a playoff team, successful, maintained success and production. Now, does his success have a lot to do with Shanahan and Shanahan scheming for Purdy's ability, or maybe people would even say lack thereof? Yes, this is not an endorsement of Brock Purdy's talent. This is an endorsement of Brock Purdy's with an offensive genius, with a gazillion weapons. Jimmy G is gone, uh, very likely. And, you know, I mean, there are some people who say he should start above Trey Lance. I think that's a little, that's a little much. Um, But he's now going to be the QB two, a priority backup to a young, shaky quarterback uh, on a potentially great offense with a great offensive mind coaching him. So, I mean, he went from like my quarterback, like 75, like people had him below Carson strong in the draft process. Mm -hmm. And now I've got him up in like, you know, 35 as like a priority backup as like a, if I have a Lance, I want to draft Purdy later.
0: Yeah, right on. Can't argue with anything you just said there. I just gave up a late second for him where I have Lance. You know, it's a team that it may, I may or may not compete with next year. I haven't really hit full hit the hit the full rebuild button. It's a orphan that I just took over. But it's got Lance, and I just don't feel comfortable having Lance without Purdy. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely a priority backup. I I I think the talk of them trading him is a little ridiculous. I don't think there's a team in the NFL that says that's sell our high. guy. That's our guy. <laughs> I this mean, is a
1: dynasty folks, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's sell it, high on Brock Purdy in exactly, real life. That's
0: exactly. Right. I just, it, it just makes too much sense that he slots in behind Lance. And if Lance is really bad, then you know, it's, it's likely he gets another shot, but they're just what they did to get Trey Lance there's no way that they're gonna just give up on him now, you know. It there's there's just no way that they spent all this time and put all this capital and all all this investment into this man and are just gonna say, well, now we'll we'll start this undrafted or this this last guy in the draft guy. It's just it's it's not how human egos work. Now
1: that we're we're on Lance. And just to scratch the rookie fever itch a little bit more, because we've we've thrown in, you know, the Addisons and the QJs. Um, Will Levis. Heard somebody say, I mean, you and I both don't like Levis. Um, But I heard somebody say, well, I mean, hey, if we were willing to give Trey Lance a shot, why aren't you willing to give, you know, a raw Will Levis a shot who at least went to an SEC school? it's, uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I don't get Trey Lance vibes from him. And I, I think it's more that Trey Lance went to the Niners. That really props him up. Fair. You know, if, if Trey Lance had gone to the Texans, I don't think people would, I don't think he would have been the second or third overall rookie pick that year.
1: Fair we just talked about you know
0: right yeah Yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. that's what it is for me that's the only reason i have two or three land shares
1: you want to go tight ends or running backs
0: let's go tight ends they're fun this year man let's do it